0: hello everybody welcome to the dual screens podcast i am your host austin dark ops masterson
1: and i am micah key leader, alchemist price and
0: welcome back to the dual screens podcast you can take us on the go you can play us at home the dual screens podcast works wherever you go let's get into the beep. topics today beep, 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 beep. ruby muff episode two Yay! we got a lot on the agenda for today we got ruby chibi we're going to be talking about, we got some manga to talk about, and to wrap it all up, we got a game to talk about. And not only did my co-host here, Mr. Micah Price, do all the research for this episode, he's taking the lead this episode, so the floor is yours, good sir.
1: I'm scared. You got this. Yeah, like Austin said, uh, welcome to episode two of
0: Ruby Month. This is episode
1: two, yeah. Okay, welcome to the episode of Ruby, Ruby Month. Today we're looking at more of the side stuff. You know, Ruby Chibi, the mangas, uh Grimm Eclipse, all that fun stuff. The supporting content, I like to call it. Yeah, supporting content. So, <clears throat> join the cast of Ruby in a new series of cute comedy shorts with infinite possibilities. It's playing tag, it's baking cookies, it's posing as police officers. It's really quite absurd in all sorts of ways. It's Ruby Chibi. So Ruby Chibi was announced on April's Fool's Day, twenty sixteen. Though Oh, was it, was it really? Yes. <laughs> though it was not April's Fool's joke. Even though I consider it to be one of the greatest memes of all time. Of course. And it premiered on Rizheath, I believe it's so this will be for first memories for a bit on March, on May 7th, 2018. But did I say twenty eighteen? Good lord. Twenty sixteen.
0: Done goofed.
1: Yeah, I know. That's
0: okay.
1: Uh, it currently has three seasons. Uh, with a fourth season yet to be announced. And it's meant to be a spin-off series for younger audiences after it became too mature because uh, Austin do you know what happened right before Ruby Chibi happened?
0: What happened? Tell me. Inform me.
1: Like, literally, you, do, you, do you remember how much of a tone shit Volume 3 was? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Uh, they realized that people might not want the younger audiences to see Ruby from this point on, because it get way too itchy.
0: Oh, I just realized, uh, I'm stupid, I just realized I was way far away from the mic that's actually recording me, because I have the little mic on my head set down, so, if I sounded, I sound it, I just got back from a trip, I actually just got back from RTX, which is, as everyone knows, Rooster Teeth Expo, which, uh, if I'm ever so kind, we might do a little bonus Ruby Month episode. Making five episodes this week. Well, I don't know about that one. Or, if we have time. If we have time, we'll 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 snip it extra tack on to Ruotmuff talking about RT experience. I might do that anyway. Not gonna promise anyway, you. Anyway. Anyways, Ruby I'm Chibi. sorry, I apologize.
1: <laughs> Ruby TV was basically their answer to like, hey, if you don't want your kids like watching Ruby after volume three, that's fine. Here's this. It's like a series of skits it's very much out of canon.
0: But it's so fun.
1: It's it's great. great. Well uh season one has Pyrrha and uh, last time I checked Pyrrha's dead.
0: Oh yep, she is very much dead.
1: Very much dead. Uh I haven't seen Sheevan in a bit and I'm I'm pretty sure it doesn't even have an Oscar yet. It does have an Oscar? I don't think it has Oscar. I don't know. I I think. uh, Again, it's been a bit.
0: Also, may I add, uh, we're not talking about Chibi because anything was announced for Chibi. I did go to the Ruby panel at RTX this year, and they didn't mention anything about Chibi, so I'm going to assume it's still dormant.
1: I mean, that would make sense since apparently Season 3 was actually cut short. Oh, wow. For some reason, because I believe it was 16 episodes out of the normal, like, 24. Mm Mm-hmm. So, who knows? Groovy Chibi is just kind of hanging out now. Uh, I view Chibi as a meme city kind of deal. I I could
0: could get behind that.
1: Literally, you don't take it seriously. It's just there for fun. Mm Mm-hmm. And while it's for younger audiences, I get a kick out of it. Uh, probably one of my favorite segments is Man of Port. That one was great. I think that's how I introduced you to Chibi, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, it was. Uh, I did watch a few episodes while I was at RTX, and I thoroughly enjoyed them.
1: And then actually, probably one of my favorite uh, meme video series on YouTube, uh, Pira's Unholy Scream. Where people play the clip of Pyrrha screaming after Nora scares her, but ed in different things. (laughs) Like, one of my favorite ones is actually, right where Pyrrha's supposed to scream, it goes right into Super Saiyan 3. (laughs) Like, that entire transformation sequence. Oh, wow. And then there's also one where it's basically uh, Yugi transforming into a Tim. What? Where after transformation is finished, she goes from Chibi to like Volume One period, It's great. That's the thing. But yeah, that's Chibi. Chibi? Uh, Chibi is just something. I want you to come back, baby, please.
0: Yeah, I I like to see more Chibi. I need to finish Seasons Two and Three, of course, but I like what I'm I've down. seen so far. So
1: I'm hey, down the midget since it's only like four minutes an episode. I was
0: about to say we should we should watch that together. that'd, that'd be fun.
1: Dude, it'd be dope. Again, it's like only like around four minutes an episode, so it's not long at all. Well, look at
0: us making plans on the fly.
1: <laughs> anyway, moving on from Chibi. Awesome. Do you read?
0: I read occasionally. My Kentucky education kind of hinders that sometimes, but I, I do read on the occasion.
1: Do you read manga?
0: I've had in the past. I've 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 delved into a manga or two before.
1: Have, did you know that Ruby has had multiple manga series?
0: Oh, I I may have known something about that, maybe.
1: Maybe. I uh, I feel like you're hiding something from me. But we're not going to touch on that right now. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the f- original Ru- Ruby manga series. Uh, released in twenty, 20- initially released in 2015. Uh, it was written by manga Shiro Miwa. If I botch any Japanese names this episode, please forgive me. Good accent. I like your effort. Uh, with Miles, Luna, and Carrie, uh, Showcross consulting on the story. Uh, its original one was from November 19th, 2015 and ended in February 18th, 2017. Uh, and it was published in Shueisha, Shueisha's Ultra Jump Monthly Magazine. Which, by the way, Shueisha actually owns part of Dragon Ball. Just fun fact to throw out there. Ooh. And then it was later translated by Viz Media for the weekly Shonen Jump anthology, starting on October 31st, 2016. Now, Austin, considering that Miles and Carrie were consulting on the story, how much do you think this is canon to the actual story?
0: Uh, I think, if I had to guess, it's canon until it gets contradicted.
1: Well, you'd be right, because according to Ruth Chief, this manga is considered canon until it is essentially redcon in the actual show. That's good. Which, considering, again, Carrie and Miles helped with the story that, makes a lot of sense. Exactly. Uh, chapters 1 through 9 takes place during the team's respective trailers. As such, like, Ruby's takes place like around Riddler-like Roses, Weiss's during Mirror Mirror. Mm-hmm. You know those trailers that, like, were before Volume 1 even premiered? Yeah. Yeah, uh, with own little things, like... Weiss, while well, flying the big armor thing... She was, like, reflecting on the fact that she's going to Beacon. And, like, when Yang goes to the club, she's looking for a certain someone. Which, spoiler it's Raven. Mm-hmm. Gee, I wonder why.
0: You wonder?
1: You know, just stuff like that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then... The six last chapters uh focus on both Team Ruby and Team Juniper finding this dude named King uh, I'm just gonna try my best here. A merged together by Grimm accidentally let loose as Tortric investigates a possible entrance to Mount Glenn between volumes one and two. Ooh. So, if you guys ever want to know why Torchic even found a way to even get into, like, the town at the end of Volume 2, here you go. Read this. Uh, I couldn't find any scans. hmm So, I kind of failed you guys on that part. That's my apologies.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, would you be interested in reading this, Austin?
0: I am reading which bullet point.
1: I mean, like, would you be? I mean, like, would you be interested in reading the manga itself?
0: Oh, uh, I would say so. I mean, I always like additional side stories to the overall main story. I'm a big. big uh, I know it's not we're not the video games yet, but I'm big on side quests and side adventures that, are, that relate to the main adventure. So, I I would definitely give a read just to. Figure out more about the main Ruby universe, you
1: know? Uh, excuse me. Here you go. And then, after that, we have an official manga. Two mangas. Two mangas. This time is written by mangaka Onta Kinami uh, for the actual Shonen Jump magazine. Which is where which you normally got like your Naruto's, your Dragon Ball Z's, all that. And it was initially published on November 19th, 2018. And it is an actual adaptation of the show. So, like, some normally it's manga, then the anime, but this time it's the other way around. Mm-hmm. It's weird. And if I remember right, I think the manga is at the end of Volume 1.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And actually, before we got on today, I actually didn't read some of it. Uh, I think it's pretty good. Uh, the way uh, the character were introduced were kind of the same way. Except, from what I was able to tell, at least in the first few pages, uh, where Episode 1 started off at, uh, it didn't have Ruby actually like reading magazines or anything. It was just like, Torture's robbing his door. That happens. And then boom, Ruby just speeds in. Mm-hmm. Being the playful heroine that she is. And I, I will say, uh, credit to um, Konami, the art is actually really good. Uh, like, If anyone is interested in Go on Viz Media's website. They, you should build at least view some of the chapters for free. Mm-hmm. And then the ones that aren't free, it's just like you literally pay like $2 a month to read manga. It's actually a really good deal. That is a good deal. It is a really good deal. And like not just Ruby, Like you get Dragon Ball, you get a whole bunch of stuff. Like, basically, if it's a Shonen Jump property, chances are you can read it.
0: That's good.
1: For $2 a month. That's... Digitally. It's the Netflix of manga.
0: <laughs>
1: it's a good one. Anyway, what well, I told you? There was a third... Cat... free Manga.
0: I would say you're insane.
1: Well, guess what? There is! What? Welcome to Ruby Manga Anthologies.
0: How many uh, manga's it was can not... one property have?
1: A lot. Like, I think My Hero of Demi has, like, multiple spinoff manga series. Mm-hmm. I think. Uh, the Ruby Manga Anthologies... Have actually been written by multiple mangakas. As in, like, basically someone different worked on different chapters. So it's not really just one specific person, it's like an entire group that is basically called Homsha. Uh huh. Each one focuses on, each anthology focuses on a different member with side stories. And once you know, Each volume of the manga is named after each character's initial theme song. Like, for example, Volume 1 was called Red Like Roses. Mm -hmm. And was initially released on May 19th, 2017 in Japan. And then almost a year later, on May 15th, 2018 in North America.
0: Yeah, that's a significant gap.
1: Yep, but good news is all four volumes are actually out.
0: Yes, uh, I actually saw all four of those available at RTX in the uh, in the uh RTX
1: store. And I've seen all four at Barnes and Noble. Mhm. I don't know which place was more expensive to get them at.
0: Probably the official store.
1: Probably, I was actually say probably Barnes and Noble.
0: How much were they really at Barnes and Noble?
1: I don't even remember, I think like $15? Oh,
0: it's actually the same price then.
1: Uh, so, it's been like a, like what, three weeks since I talked to you when I was at Barnes & Noble? I would say so. Um, I guess since we're at this part, um, do we want
0: to talk about this, Austin? Uh, yeah, go ahead and talk about that, because I think it's really cool.
1: Um, <clears throat> According to uh, uh Twitter account on June 17, 2017, uh, for those who don't know who he is, uh, he's actually uh, Mani Um's brother. Um, he wrote a letter for his brother, but he decided to split the letter up in four parts. And wanted you know each one was correlated to each volume of the anthology manga. Um, I couldn't find the first part of the letter. Um, honestly, because the Ruby Wiki about fandom wiki didn't have it. Which, by the way, real quick, shout out to them. Uh, I literally couldn't have done anything on this episode without them.
0: Yeah, they have a really good comprehensive source of all information Ruby-related.
1: Um. Again, I couldn't find the quote from um, Home Shop about the first part of the letter. But after we do have at least parts of the letter within the other volumes, like after uh, the second volume came out, we got a quote from one, like from the letter. Ruby has been given a Japanese dub, adapted as, adapted as a game and as a manga and has spread further world ride. Right. Worldwide, Jesus! I cannot read. it's yeah, tough. I'm trying not to get emotional here too. That's part of it. Paraphrase, Mika. You got this. Uh, and that's just basically saying, hey, like, this has probably gotten bigger than what you've even ever thought of.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Which, even for me looking at it, yeah, it this series has gotten massive. It's kind of scary how big it's actually gotten over the past seven years, mm-hmm. and then uh, after Volume Three of the anthology came out, we got we got another one. <clears throat> but though you are no longer here with us, your drive and vision inspired many. You will not be forgotten, and that is insanely true. Yeah, just got the chills, like i mean austin money is one of your big aspirations isn't he
0: uh, in general, yeah he his work ethic is something to behold when he was with us
1: and you've tried your best to um as to helpful, with that work i
0: as healthily as possible uh earn my sleep per se
1: and then as a in the last part of the letter that came out with the last volume of the manga anthology. This one actually is, is actually kind of cute. Mm-hmm. P.S. has become a Ruby fan. Smiley face emoji. She really likes Blake. And I'm going to try my best here. To try and speak Japanese. Alden is going to kill me if he hears this. Yep. Niko no Oni-chan. <laughs> Again, good job. If Alden hears, is, is he's probably going to murder me
0: for in pronouncing it incorrectly. Probably. Eh, no, I think you had good there. Good job, golf
1: club. Uh, let's try to get something a bit more cheerful. And actually, like we're we're done with the manga. Yeah. Um. Excuse me. God bless. I don't know. I don't even know what was that. Nervous. Anyway, anyway, let's talk about Ruby's first official game. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ruby Grim Eclipse. Um, again, this was originally developed by Jordan Scott. Just one D. Nice. And this is a small story about the game development. A demo version was independently released by Scott on April first, twenty fourteen. But is no longer available for download due to copyright audio and models being used. And in case anyone's actually curious, I did play the original version. Uh, if it's the one I'm thinking about, um, it was just Horde mode. And I think the only playable character was Ruby. And it was just the first part of Red Like Roses on loop.
2: Mm-hmm
1: if I'm remembering it correctly. But I will say it was extremely fun and it was a good groundwork of what the game is. Uh, But good news is after being picked up by Rooster Teeth, because unlike certain companies, they actually take advantage of the fans wanting to do something with the franchise. No, I Not think
0: I, I think that's one of the cool things is about Rooster Teeth is they saw him make that and they're like, Alright, well we can't kind of let our IP be used like this, so we're gonna hire him so he can continue doing it.
1: Because hey, this is cool. You wanna do something with it. And what do you know? We could probably push some money towards your way to help with the game.
0: Well and obviously earn a little bit of money for their intellectual property.
1: Right, and also the game it did eventually pick up a bigger team courtesy of Rooster Teeth. And I think that actually eventually became Rooster Teeth Games.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, just a little side story right there. Actually, yeah, it was the first project to be developed under Rooster Teeth Games. What do you know? Yeah. Uh, the game was actually released on Steam Early Access on December 1st, 2015, with a full release on July 5th, 2016 game is a hack and slash with RPG elements and can be played either by yourself or with others, local or online.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, excuse me. Um, when I mean RPG elements, I mean primarily like leveling up in a skill tree. That's the main like RPG elements there. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the base game, you can only play as Ruby, Weiss, Blake, and Yang. They all play differently. Uh, I've played Ruby and I've played Yang. Um, Yang's combo game is actually really fun to actually mess around with. Mm-hmm. And then Ruby is a bit more of a ground control, uh, crowd control person. And you're probably your primary uh, long-range freezer. Uh, the first DLC pack dropped on October 13th, 2016. That let Team Juniper be playable... With their own unique skill sets and such, and then more. Eventually, DLC came out, beacon, beacon uniforms and dance outfits for bow teams as playable skins. Mm-hmm. And then more DLC has been announced at RTX 2018 with volume four outfits, PJ outfits, and more playable content coming, which includes horror mode maps and then a new campaign. Uh, out of all that, the only one that has not came out yet is the new campaign mode. Mm-hmm. The new maps are out for her mode. Uh, the PJ's and Volume Four outfits are out for also for both teams, besides um, well, Pira for reasons because mm-hmm. you know she's dead. Makes sense. So yeah, uh, that's Grim Eclipse. Uh, I think it's fun game. I've actually only done one real playthrough. And that was between two different co-op sessions. One with Alden, and then I finished it with Justin, I think.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, it's... Honestly, it's not that long of a game. it will It just takes you a day, and then you're done. Yeah.
0: But does it have replay
1: value, in your opinion? Um... I mean, you could play with different characters. Yeah. Like, love, love them up. Uh, there's...
0: Provides you with a different experience for each one, kind of.
1: Yeah, like, different... and then there's also... um, You can look for all the relics. Not the relics.
2: Mm-hmm. But,
1: like, the chess pieces from, like, episode two.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: The husband had to, eat, like, have each team get, you know what I mean? Yeah, and that's just a thing. The only thing that grants you is more XP.
0: I gotcha. Uh,
1: fun fact about the online co-op. You can actually play... the inti- Like, all four of you can play as the same character. I learned that firsthand.
0: That's interesting. Usually you have because... to pick a different character, right?
1: Because here's a little story for you. So, I was visiting Alden while he was, a, while he was still at Eastern, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: and he let me be honest so I was at class I boot up Grim Clubs you know I play some by myself just to get a hang of the game and I go online I kid you not the entire team was solo Yang <laughs> it was fantastic those people are men slash women of culture and I hope nothing for the best for them
0: yeah that's fair. You <laughs> know,
1: Grim Eclipse, fun game. Can't wait for the new campaign mode to come out because, honestly, it'd be kind of dope for me to get back into it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, have you played Grim Eclipse, Austin?
0: I have not. I don't play a whole lot of uh, games in general anymore. You know, uh, surprise, surprise, uh a gaming podcast, but don't really play games. But, uh, no, I, I have seen it from afar. It does look fun. I'm not really much into the hack and slash genre, but I can see where, uh, a lot of enjoyment can be had from it.
1: Oh, by the way, uh, when me and Justin played, who do you think carried the, like, the two of us the entire time?
0: Probably you.
1: Right? No. Uh, I did not hear who you said. Uh, Justin,
0: or no, you, you. Micah, you. Uh,
1: especially, yeah. Uh, he might have gotten like the higher stats, like a good portion of the time. But I was the one who revived him, like majority of the time.
0: You were playing tact.
1: Yeah, of course. it up to me to be the support character support player again.
0: Now, might I add, there is one more game we have not mentioned.
1: Uh, I mean, there's multiple games we haven't mentioned yeah um, I, I wanna
0: i wanna bring up something just real quick let me t- sidecar i'm to get on the sidecar here
1: i mean i could talk about like ruby characters being blaze boot cross tag battle i could talk about deck builder i could talk about amity arena
0: i i wanted to talk about this game that just got announced at r t x if i can find the flip if you uh is it like called like Puzzle Quest or some shit like that? No, it's called Knights Chronicle X Ruby. Oh, that's not...
1: That's not really a game announcement, That's just a crossover. But still... It's... And I meant to look at uh, Knights Chronicles after you told me about it. Yeah, so... Because I'm, like, ha- I'm, like, halfway sure it's a gacha game.
0: Well, one of the first things announced at the Ruby panel was... Uh, Knights Chronicle X Ruby Crossover and it's going to be on ios and android and all that it it, it's it's a crossover as in the events will be taking place in the game since night chronicle but it'll have the ruby characters in the game
1: uh uh, i'm doing on the fly research here
0: oh don't worry i'm i'm already out don't worry i got you
1: i I mean i'm going on the app store so Mm -hmm. joke's on you I'm i'm ahead of you
0: wow but yeah, it it looks really fun. I might pick it up if it's just for iOS, cause you know, quick, easy uh, game to start. Um, Ruby characters. Um,
1: yep, free. Some of that is a gotcha game.
0: Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it's still cool. Something interesting. It does. Oh have... wait, this is the. Hold up. Are are you making
1: discoveries? Oh wait, I was looking at the wrong game.
0: Haha. Uh-huh. No, Night's nice Chronicle <laughs> is a fairly re- reviewed game if I would say so. I
1: was look I was initially looking at Grand Summoner, oh my god. You goof. Uh yeah, I mean still
0: Nights nice yeah. is a pretty highly rated game, you know, over four and a half stars. Log in
1: and get your four star game show. I'm going to try my best not to download this game after the
0: episode's over. Oh, yeah. Told you. Um, Mobile games, I I think, are some of the most underrated games, honestly. Because they're quick, easy, and...
1: I'm the gacha game person here.
0: Cost you a lot of money. Uh, Mika can tell you about costing money.
1: Uh, (laughs) And you're telling me that I can download this game, log in right now, and get a free four-star SSR Yang? Yes, you could. I might take you on that offer. There's
0: also a Ruby board game, Ruby, Ruby Combat Rating. Near Micah and I have played it, but uh, just to give you an overview, of what it is: it's a collaborative game in which two and four players control hero characters from Ruby to battle villains and Grimm. Pretty self-explanatory. Uh, four of the main hero wings, you know, Ruby, Lice, Blake, and Yang. They control each separate deck of cards, or is that, or is that Whoa, whoa, apparently I can't talk here. Good thing I've been talking a lot. <laughs> Good job. Uh, They have a deck of cards representing their attacks, actions, and moves. Each character plays a little differently. Has unique strategies and tactics in their deck. There is a fifth character, Penny, that is also in the game. That was a Kickstarter uh, stretch goal. I'm
1: combat ready.
0: Yeah. Um, Three main villains, uh, Torchwick, Taurus, and Cinderfall. Uh, sub-bosses, Neapolitan, Emerald, uh, Mercury, and Will and Miss Malachite. Those were all the sub-bosses. And then, every game follows some sort of scenario featuring a villain to fight and an objective to complete. So there may be fighting sub-bosses, deploying minions, or some other challenges like finding Zwai And uh, some special game-changing rules may Is be Is missing? Not right now, No. Okay, cool. Sai is canon at Ruby's house. Hopefully. I hope.
1: Uh, Someone checked in the line before he was, at, he was at Zwei's. Like, he was at their house, yeah.
0: Yeah. why better not be in trouble. I'll jump into the world of Remnant right now.
1: Zwei is best boy. Zwei is
0: best boy. I got a Zwei, uh pillow at RTS. Uh, wow. Oh, what? It was cute. Leave me alone. Okay. And you didn't get the plush? I didn't like the plush too much. It looked kind of weird. If it was, like, big and fluffy, I would have definitely gotten it.
1: I mean, they'll probably eventually get, like, a big and fluffy slime. I hope. That's just printing money. It would be printing money. You're right. Yeah. I... I Uh...
0: Yeah, so... I think that's going to wrap up this episode just so everyone knows there is two more episodes coming out this month. Uh, We have a Ruby series overview coming out next, which is going to be a complete overview of the series. We're going to walk through seasons one through six or excuse me, volumes one through six. We're going to walk through the story, kind of give our opinions on things where we like our best arcs and everything and like that Um, plot plot talk about plot armor a lot. All that good stuff. Oh, wait. We did talk about our favorite stuff in the first episode, correct? Yeah. Yeah, so here, here's a fun fact in the back scene. Thanks. Things, we recorded the episode like two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> we and we're fine on a recording schedule. And we're recording all the rest of RubyMuff right now in the sitting at undisclosed time in which we are still saying we were really prepared. <laughs> um, Ruby, but... look
1: of your special eyes. They Gosh. don't have... My friend!
0: interesting anyways (laughs) well series overview coming next guys we're going to be talking all about the world of ruby and all the story we've know up to now and maybe get into a little bit of ruby volume seven i may have seen a small clip of ruby volume seven but uh i'll see next episode
1: yeah he's he's holding back guys
0: and then the final episodes wrap up for your mouth we're going to be talking about our near and dear to our heart monty Ohm. We're going to dedicate the last episode of Milk to the man himself who created Ruby, talk about his life, his worth ethic, his inspirations. Uh, yeah, we're going to go through all that, and uh, hopefully it'll be a nice episode.
1: Uh, by the way, uh, before we leave, plot take real quick, okay? hmm Ruby Chibi handles majority of characters better than the actual show does.
0: That's a hot take that we're going to leave right there. All right, guys. The land party is over for now. But do catch us next time at the Dual Screens Podcast. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.